that talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Hey there, and welcome back to the Tuesday Buckeye Talk from Cleveland.com. Doug, Stephen, Nathan. This might go long. And if this goes like two hours and acts like the big Wednesday pod, then we'll go shorter on the big Wednesday pod. But we are talking about something that I am simultaneously intrigued to discuss and also have no desire to discuss. But I wanted to hear what our tech subscribers had to say about it. The question is, should Ohio State join the SEC if the SEC extended the invitation and all the logistics would work out? So that is the thrust of the conversation. This is not a conversation on what teams the Big Ten should add. This is a, a realignment discussion about Ohio State leaving. Should Ohio State seek something else? And if people really want us to do a, is it Kansas State, is it Iowa State, is it Pitt, is it, Pitt, is it West Virginia like thing at some point because that's what you guys want, we can do that. That is not my inclination at the moment. So Nathan and Steven, I was very, very interested to hear what our tech subscribers would say on this. And here's my problem. I like discussions around the topic like this when they are completely imaginary, like whatever it was six weeks ago, two months ago, we did our draft of build your own conference from scratch, right? That I thought was fun because you're just like drafting stuff and you're not pretending that it's going to be real, but it's just like a fun little fantasy draft. What I don't actually to realign the conferences anyway, it was more discussion about power and um, and things like that. It wasn't, it was a way to talk about things in another way. Exactly. And so we could, we could have sort of like, there was meaning to it, but we weren't actually trying to make conferences. What I don't like, and, and, and I participated in it a bunch a decade ago, and I'm tired of it is the, well, I think they should get, I think the big Ten should get Kansas state, Kansas and Iowa state and go to 20, whatever. And then the divisions could be this, some people like to do that. Great. I do not like to do that because Nathan, to me, that's like right on the dividing line of it's imaginary in the pursuit of being real, but there's so little actual real stuff to it. It's just random person X, whether it's one of the three of us or a texter or a listener or an Ohio State fan just being like, oh, I'd rather have West Virginia than Pitt and whatever. And it's like, ah. There are so many things that go into this. Like, I just don't find that interesting because anybody acting like they know what's going to happen, you don't know what's going to happen. So imaginary stuff in the pursuit of reality, I feels to me like homework that you don't understand. It's like calculus. It's like, hey, do this math. It's like, I don't even know what this is. And you're expecting me to come up with an answer. The other thing is like, playing a video game to me make up your own conference cool and the difference between a video game and calculus it couldn't be more different but that's the difference to me well i actually think if it were calculus if it were homework it would have more value it really is more like the second thing it's more like fan fiction it especially right now in this initial wake of this news comes out about Texas and Oklahoma, and then everyone rushed to a laptop or to Twitter or whatever to say, well, these are the teams the Big Ten needs to get. These are the two teams. These are the four teams. These are the eight teams. And they weren't really putting any thought behind it, it seemed like, other than maybe geographic. There wasn't, um, here's why these are great football programs, or here's why these are uh, great financial reasons, and this is why the Big Ten would 
um, already have probably done a lot of research into why these teams are great. It was just like, well, here are the two now border schools that I think they should grab. Um, you're right. That, that It became a lot more like if you were just using uh, the video game that Steven and I used to play the spring game last year and just tweaking some conferences and throwing them together in a new alignment because you and your buddies thought it would be fun. See, but you took my analogy and you twisted it because I like video games. I'm saying the video games are fun. You said that's like a video game, but that's not like a video game to me because there's you're trying to figure out something real, right? There's going to be an answer to this. That's the thing. There's going to be an answer. Who, the Big Ten does add two teams that go to 16. They stay at 14. They do something and go to 20. There's going to be an answer, but just randomly throwing out what could be an answer without any backing drives me crazy. Now, if you, if you have, I think we just uh, said the same thing, but anyway. But, but, but the video games, you made the video games sound not that fun. You made the video games sound like homework. If you the video if, games are fun when there when there isn't just an announcement that Ohio State and Texas are leaving the Big Twelve to join the SEC and there are ramifications for it. Feel like yeah, you, but that's what yeah, but in video games I can do that. You know, I can go put Ohio State in the SEC right now with no ramifications other than I get to play Alabama and Florida every year. So we're not gonna do that. What we are gonna do is super fantasy again, like. Based off a tweet from nobody, from a, somebody that nobody should trust, but it got retweeted into my timeline. A couple, couple texters asked about it, like, "Oh, the SEC is going to try to go after Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, and Florida State," and it just, it just doesn't make any sense. But this, I think, can be a discussion because it's the fantasy world of what would you want for Ohio State, and the and the other complicating thing here, Nathan, is I do think when we discuss this stuff, I do think what is best for the Big Ten. And what is best for the Ohio, best for Ohio State is such a different discussion. And that the Big Ten discussion matters, but we're an Ohio State podcast. Most of our listeners are interested in what is best for Ohio State. So this is going to be like an Ohio State discussion. And it's like, what would happen to the Big Ten if Ohio State went to the SEC? I don't care. Like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what it would be like for Ohio State, why fans would or would not be interested in that, because Ohio State is Texas and Oklahoma. And the answer would be everybody would be screwed, right, Nathan? Like the Big Ten side of the, if we had a podcast, what would happen to the Big Ten if Ohio State left? It would just be crying. It would just, it would just be like everybody would be crying. Purdue and Rutgers and Maryland and Minnesota would just call each other and commiserate about how horrible their existences are. Like that is another terrible conversation that we're not going to have. I mean, they would they would continue forward and keep playing games. They would just do it with like lower salaries and less um, facilities and not being on TV and things like that. Yeah, they'd just be like they'd be like the Mac. They'd right. just be Mac number two. They could change the name to that. So we're not doing that. So, Stephen, what we are doing is just this kind of out of the blue. If if the SEC extended the invitation what should Ohio State say to that? And we don't have to get caught up in rights deals and that kind of thing. We will throw in a couple facts at some point in this. But Stephen, do you find that general discussion to be somewhat interesting? Or are you like, why are we doing this? It's never going to happen. It's silly. Ohio State to the SEC, this is a ridiculous idea for a podcast. It's not a ridiculous idea for a podcast. It's just, it's so far-fetched that every explanation you would have to have for what would be the ramifications of it also has to be equally as far-fetched 
Like you got to go, oh, okay, if Ohio State's going to come and, okay, fine, we might as well just throw out conferences in general and just put the actual teams in college football who matter all in one division and make that the FBS and everybody else just playing a Division 1A or something lower than that so then we can really have some fun with it. So USC, uh, Texas, Oregon, everybody just come along and we can just figure out the scheduling year-by-year basis because this is so outlandish and everything else you have to throw out there is equally as outlandish. And that is part of the conversation we can have too, is like, what if we just get to a world where like, especially like maybe only in football conferences are meaningless. Like what, like yeah. what, what do you mean a conference? Like there's tiers, there's whatever there's cause, cause part of this and Nathan, I, I want this to be an educated, I want this to be both an educated and a fantastical discussion, right? The thing that is, has confused me a little bit and certainly affects how I think about this stuff is we obviously understand that everything is driven by money and football creates the money, right? We all know that. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I haven't read or heard a ton about anybody saying anything else about other sports. And it just leads me to like, why don't we just break football off? Let football do whatever. And then you can have your conferences for all the other sports because part of this is like, do you want Ohio State soccer team and lacrosse team and volleyball team and swimming team and baseball team? to be going to road games at Old Miss and Mississippi State and, and LSU, and, like, that's their existence, that this is 36 sports, and, like, that's what you do, and that's better for everybody. I know that's not a monetary conversation, but it's a logistical situation, and for a lot of those other sports, the best thing is, to like, play teams near you for a lot of reasons, and that never gets discussed. We only talk about it in terms of money in football, So why don't they just let football be on its own, cut football off. And then nobody's in a conference for football. You're just in tears. You, you, you schedule 12 different games each year, however you want to do it. And then at the end of the year, a group of people says, these are the 12 playoff teams. Let's go. And that's it. And then everybody else could be in a conference. The, 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 the fact that it is almost unanimously ignored. Anything that's not football and money is almost ignored and the discussion is just strange to me because I don't think it becomes more than half the discussion, right? It shouldn't be the determining factor, but I think it's more than zero, isn't it? Uh, it's absolutely more than zero. Uh, the logistics of all that, I, th- I think, are important. I mean, it, it's what when all of this fanciful stuff is getting thrown around the first couple of days of it, you know, people are are quick to say, OK, well, now uh, Oklahoma State should just go be in the Pac-12. I'm like. Oklahoma State's in the same time zone as Illinois. Do they really want to play most of their all of their sports schedules against like Seattle and Portland and Los Angeles? Like what sense does that make to anybody? And it's one of the things that people, I think, should keep in mind because it'll prevent them from sounding kind of stupid. Logistics matter. Logistics matter. And I think they have to be taken into account. And maybe we'll get to a point where football will break up. I mean, the NCAA has already given up. I mean, the NCAA already doesn't run the football championship. So then why should the NCAA run anything about football? Just let football go be a, a not even a quasi minor league, a minor league that is connected to schools who just pursue money and TV content and the best games they can find. But that's not what we're doing either. We're doing should they join the SEC. So, I this was the answer that I wanted to get to. We have some really good comments. We haven't done that as much lately, where we really work in a lot of our texture comments uh, um, to a great deal into a podcast. And I have a lot of them lined up. 
And if you want to be a part of that, 614-350-3315. We've seen the tech subscriptions start to tick up a little bit again. Honestly, off-season slide. I don't. I understand it, right? I mean, we thought we were trying to do some good content in the off-season, but I get it. But starting to, starting to tick back up. So 614-350-3315. Camp starts next week. So great time to get in on it. 14-day free trial, four bucks a month. This was the first question, guys. If the SEC invited Ohio State to join, would you want the Buckeyes to accept? That is not logistics. That is not whatever. It's just, would you would you hope they would say yes? These were the choices. No, I don't want them to, right? Yes, I do want them to. Or yes, but only if Michigan also joined the SEC, right? So that like, I value, I value that rivalry so much that, and just like Texas and Oklahoma went in tandem, as much as like Ohio State fans hate Michigan, that's who would be in your tandem, right? If Ohio State decided to do this with a partner, that's the partner. So do you only want to go with your partner? So Steven, what do you think won the vote? Do you think it was yes? Do you think it was yes, but only if Michigan adjoined also? Or do you think it was no? Who won? If I had to pick an order, I'd go yes, but only if Michigan also joined as number one. No is two, and then outright yes is last. Nathan, what do you think? I think no won, and I am intrigued to see what the breakdown was between the two yeses. Okay. So let's focus on no first very quickly because that's the cleanest no. I don't I'm not interested. Don't Ohio State and the SEC no. Nathan, what percent do you think no got? 57. Stephen, what percent do you think no got? 42. Okay. This is why we did this. This is why I love the tech subscription. You are our focus group that helps center us when we have a discussion like this, because this is a squeaky wheel topic. Cause I definitely had people tweeting at me. We had someone on text who sent like 10 texts the other day. That was like, the big 10 is going to be the back. It's over. Just shut it down. Why even play anymore? And we tried to text back and say, it's okay. It's okay. So I do think guys, did you sort of get, could you, and we, I think we got some tweets. Could you feel some opinion among the people who were expressing it of like, man, I would, you would think, yeah, like people would jump at the chance to get in the SEC because they feel like Ohio State's getting left out. I thought I felt that to at least some degree. I felt it, and my number that I said 57 would normally, I think, be higher. I would have guessed no, but I think there is real um, trepidation about Big Ten leadership right now that might convince, might persuade a certain percentage that it's time to make a rash decision. It's the Kevin Warren, it's the Oklahoma, Texas thing that's happening right now because of the time. If we would have asked this question four months ago, no would have probably been the resounding winner without even question. But given everything that's even a year ago, it probably would have been 90 percent of the votes. But given how the last year has played out and now what's happening with Oklahoma and Texas, it's probably a little bit more shaky. That's what I would have thought, too. And this what has happened is that the Texers have restored my faith in humanity. 77% 77% no. 77% no interest. That is not what this is about. 12% yes, but only with Michigan. 11% yes. So like only 11% 
and we got a lot of responses, right? That like, we have like a number of responses that we kind of normally get to stuff like this. This was high. This was people decided maybe, hey, I'm not going to vote on the Mount Rushmore receivers because it's too complicated. They wanted to vote on this. This is a passionate group and this is a decisive, not interested. And we're going to get into some of the responses about that. Nathan, what does that tell us? Is it Does it tell us that Ohio State fans are very interested in tradition? Does it tell us that Ohio State fans are strategic and like don't want to dive into that where you might lose three or four games a year? What do you think? Why do you think the 77% was so resounding? I think, as you've noted before, our text audience is a little bit less reactionary, actually a lot less reactionary than the Twitter audience. And I think that there are probably – a, a smaller percentage of our text base would overreact to this news. And I feel like that's what there have been a lot of overreactions to this in the past week that people think that just because this is happening, I'm not saying the big 10 should ignore it, but that they, the, the idea that, well, whatever it is, the big 10 has to do something like that has been kind of a prevailing sentiment in some corners. And I, there's going to be less of that from our fan base. But, but again, to be fair, this is not a Big Ten question. This is an Ohio State question because the idea of I do think and again, that's not the podcast we're having. We're not having the podcast. Of, Does the Big Ten need to do something? Right. right this right. is a question about Ohio State. Like is Ohio State's place in college football at risk? And the best way to make it safe is to go join the conference that everybody is joining right now. And people said no. It's not. Stephen, why do you think it is? Do you think that people are just sort of confident in Ohio State, which is what I sort of said a week ago? Like, I, I don't know how it really affects Ohio State, because like to me, Ohio State's Ohio State. And I think they've established that. Now, of course, there are recruiting effects and recruiting is how you get talent and talent is how you win games. I understand that. I'm not saying there's zero effect but I don't think it fundamentally changes Ohio state. Do you think this is people like, I don't want to join those guys. I hate them. Like, I don't want to be in that club. I hate, I, I hate, I root against the sec. I don't want to be in the sec. Or do you think it's just confidence in who Ohio state is? Both maybe, maybe a little bit of both when you just hate the sec, but sec, excuse me. But also I think because our tech subscribers are smart, they can take a second and take a step back and go, does what's going on in the SEC right now really impact how good Ohio State's football program is going to be? And you can answer that confidently. No, it's not in the grand scheme. You might lose a couple of guys here and there, but for the most part, Ohio State is still going to be one of the three or four best programs in the country, and I also hate the SEC. So, no, I don't want to go there. I want to beat them. From the 559, I don't understand why Ohio State fans would want to join the SEC. I guess the excitement factor goes up, but as long as Ohio State wins games on the field in whatever conference they play in, they'll have a shot in the playoffs. This was a uh, uh, this was pretty succinct. Honestly, F the SEC. Can't throw away over 100 years of history. That and and they didn't they they wrote the word. Um, we don't say that word on this podcast. But that I, I think that is an encapsulating tweet or text. Like you don't have to say much more than that. Like join them, off them. <laughs> like that's, I mean, like that's, that'd be good. Like if Ohio, if somehow it's true that like the SEC it, like reached out to Ohio state, Ohio state should put that out and say like, here's the email from Greg Sankey with join the SEC 
F the SEC, Ohio State football. Like that would be like a rallying cry that people would love. This is a long one from the 480, but I thought it was very smart in a lot of ways. As constructed, I would not want Ohio State in the SEC. It's better to be the biggest fish in the Big Ten pond and get a shot at whoever makes it out of the SEC. I think Ohio State can hang with SEC teams fine, but they don't need to since they're on the mountaintop while still in the Big Ten. Continuing. Uh, it's a separate thing, so i got to click on it. Texas and Oklahoma are a big gap below everyone else. They need the SEC brand to recruit better and get the spotlight more. Ohio State dominates TV ratings and recruiting with just the name and the fact that they win. Uh, if they go eight and four, nine and three year after year, that will change, right? That again, uh, this at least has been portrayed as Texas is driving this and Oklahoma's going along. And one of the reasons Texas would drive it is because what's, what Texas is doing right now isn't working. What Ohio State is doing right now is working. So they do not have the same imperative to change. Contin- that was me. from saying, Continuing with the four right now. Also, with the 12-team playoff, we don't need to be there. We will play the top teams every year in the playoff without having an insane regular season schedule. I don't need to play Georgia or Bama twice every year. Once is stressful enough. And finishing that up, last point, 10 years from now, I could see four new conferences of the top 40-ish teams in the country that make up the playoff pool. And we will get into the future a little bit there. But I, I thought that was smart, and I thought a couple more of these were smart. This is from uh, – oh, I didn't get the number. Sorry. This, you'll, you'll recognize it, person who sent this. The SEC is smelling themselves. I always like that phrase. They have four to five great programs and then a bunch of garbage in football. <laughs> See, this is the kind of passion that we're looking for. It's like, join the SEC, rip the SEC, join the SEC, F the SEC. Oklahoma and Texas need to do a real assessment of what value the SEC has brought to their last additions. I could argue not much. I do think that's wrong. I think Texas A&M has been very, very aided by joining the SEC. I think that is I think that is not in dispute. They are recruiting much better. I don't know that they would have paid the money to go get Jimbo Fisher to be their coach if they weren't in the SEC. I, I think that's wrong. But I also don't know that it's a it's a apples to apples comparison of how it helped Texas A&M versus how it'll help Texas and Oklahoma. I think it probably will help Texas and Oklahoma sort of in certain ways, but also I just I don't think it would help Ohio State in the same way. Again, that was me. Uh, this pending move is more of an indictment of the Big 12 than the value of the SEC. This is another Hail Mary by Texas to solve their problems. It won't work. That I thought was smart. This is another one about these are like the no SEC people. This is Evan in Oregon, our guy. Uh, Doug, what I love about college football is the regional tradition and national relevance. And right now, Ohio State has both in a big way. So why would I want to change? I'm all for modernizing the game, but a Super League is not for me right now. And that's an important right now, and I think Evan is smart to include that. We're talking about right now. If this does happen, I'm not scared of the competition. Um, So Evan says, I've grown tired of the SEC brand. So he's basically saying if they move to the SEC, at least it wants them to change the name. This, I think, is is where I think a lot of people fall from the 614. I don't want to be part of the SEC. I want Ohio State to be the leader of the main competitor to the SEC, even if Ohio State's conference is usually second best. I want to be a villain to them and them to us. It's fun. I love the idea of the Power Five conferences plus the best group of five realigning into super conferences. I hope it will happen, and I think it eventually will. That, I think, is is right where it's at. When that happens, put Ohio State in the conference challenging the SEC. 
don't put them in the SEC. Steven, does that sound like the where you think a lot of Ohio State fans would land of like, all right, maybe right that maybe you need to gather. And again, you got to gather the right people. But it's like maybe you do something to sort of get more people to get your back, but that you want to be the primary challenger from afar. You're not looking to dive in. I'll state fans like going up against Goliath and knocking them down, knocking them down. I mean, it's been 2002 when they won a national title. They knocked off Miami to do it. They knocked off Alabama in 2014 on their way to doing it. And then nothing felt better than knocking off Clemson this year, even though it didn't end in a title. With Ohio State likes being David in the David and Goliath uh, scenario. Yeah, as we've said, they are in the ultimate situation where they are a Goliath in their group Mm -hmm. and a David nationally, which I think, as we have said before, I know we've said it before like I think is the perfect thing to be, right? It's not that fun to be the David in your conference. It's like, hey, we're David. We're Minnesota. We're David. You know, we went 10 and 2 in 2019. It was our best season in 50 years. That kind of David, listen, I get it. You know. They don't win trophies when you're that type of David. Yeah. I mean, people love the Davids, but often, right? I mean, there are enough examples. Often the David gets stepped on by the Goliath. So Mm -hmm. Goliath every day, like a David on vacation or whatever. Again, that's Buckeye talk, right? Like everyday Goliath, vacation David, or like maybe not vacation David. What's the thing? This is like, yeah, this feels like, uh, you know, something on this field, but something else between. Like like weekday Goliath, weekend David, except you play football on the weekends. It's like you're the tallest tallest person in your house, but then you go to school. And you're only five set. You're the tallest person in your house, but that's because everybody in your house is like five foot two, five foot four. And then you go to school and all your friends are six, six and above. But you want to. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is a, this is like life. This is the whole thing. Right. I mean, like you're good at a thing in your area. And then you go out in the world to try to prove if you're as good at your thing when you're competing against the best. It's like Ohio State. But you don't have to be reminded like every weekend that maybe you're not the best. It's like, yeah. oh, great. Cool. We're in the SEC. Oh, we lost to LSU because uh, they had Jamar Chase. That was cool. It's like just watch them from afar and think that you can beat them and then go play one of them. I-, I think our texters will figure this out. Please help us figure out the right phrase for weekday Goliath weekend David. Because, Nathan, I think like you said, the games, are, there's something there. And we can probably make a T-shirt out of it. But I, I think I think that's. Right. And I think Nathan, in the end, I, I thought we'd go two hours. We've solved it. That's it. Just be the Goliath of the main competitor. And maybe there's not five power conference. Like there's two, right? Like maybe, maybe that's where we get to. It's like, oh, we always talk about like four 16 team leagues. Four 16 team leagues. Screw four 16 team leagues. Let's go 20 versus 20 and see what's up. Like I, I do think, Nathan, there's, there's some stuff because you know who has two leagues? The NBA, everything. Major League Baseball, the NFL, you have your own league, you do your own thing, you make your – did we just solve college football? You make your own guiding principles. You make rules about scheduling. You make your own rules about what you can and can't do, like an acquisition of players, whatever. Maybe the SEC allows a little more, right? The SEC is – but, there's still divisions within those leagues. And then there's divisions in the leagues. Right. So it's like you have you have two 20 team leagues that yeah. each have four five team divisions. Yeah. 
And those four or five team divisions created each get a champ. Those champs play each other to be the champ of your division of your conference, which then goes to the championship game. And that's the new, we fixed it. I'm not even joking. Is that smarter than anything anybody has said? And we don't have to have 64 because maybe Purdue's not in it. I'm sorry, but it's Washington and Oregon and Ohio state and, and Boston college. And I'm not saying Purdue is just the thing. It's not because of Nathan. It's just a thing that pops to mind of like the big 10 team that can they really hang? I mean, can they really hang? And, and so maybe it doesn't have to be 64. Maybe it's 48 and each league is 24 and that that's what it's about. And, and like you and said, guess, this applies to football and nothing else. Yeah. Did we, is that it? I mean, maybe we didn't solve it, but it's like, I like that better than like, you can't state be in the big 10. It's like, what are we talking about? No, Buckeye I mean, this fixed college football. We did that. The one, the one way it doesn't solve it is because of the ties that all of these schools have to the schools that they would now be kicking out and all the football revenue that they would be denying those schools and the unrest that that's going to cause in those conferences. So what if there, but what if there, there has to be a better way. I do think, cause as the big 12 was desperately trying to salvage this. And as we're recording this Monday, it's like the news came out, like the big 12, you know, Texas and Oklahoma said, we're out, we're not doing it. Now the only debate is, are they going to stick around for the rest of the four years of their agreement with the Big 12, or are they going to bail early and pay some kind of penalty? There's a penalty built into that. Most of the time when schools announce this, they often do, you know, Texas A&M announced it and was in the SEC the next year. You work out an agreement where you don't pay the full penalty, but you pay something. That, that's the point we're at, right? Like they, They're going. And like if you, I don't know. You know, people are going to act like it might, not only, it might be four years. They're going to act like that for a little bit. They'll probably be in next year. But um, I, do, I just do think that there's a way that – but as the Big 12 is trying to salvage it, they were kind of saying like, oh, well, maybe there was a report. We'll give Texas A&M and Oklahoma a share and a half of the money, right? That in, instead of splitting everything in the Big 12 10 ways, they would say, well, Oklahoma and Texas, you each get one and a half, and then the rest of the eight will split the – you know, we'll split seven shares eight ways, Right. I do think, Nathan, that there would be a way with, hey, we're going to be the Big Ten for everything but football, but let Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State kind of and Wisconsin and whoever else kind of go do their thing. And then we'll bring some of that money back and we won't distribute it equally. We'll distribute all of our revenue that's non-football related equally. But let the best of us go out into the world, be in this mega football thing. You other guys play football at this other different level where you have a chance to compete for a title. And then we'll bring that money back. And we're clearly not going to divide it evenly, but we'll give, if there's 14 big 10 teams and say seven are in the big league, the seven will come back and give some of what they got from football to the other seven. So we're not completely abandoning you. Right. And, and the other seven lifts like, I mean, honestly, Purdue and Rutgers and like, you're going to complain about that. I mean, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan are giving you money. You have no value as a TV property compared to them. So, like, you can either just, like, we could just break up in whatever it is in four years when the Big Ten's TV rights expire, or we can do something like this. I do think there would be a way. I think there's a way to split the difference between go off on your own and make your own money and keep it all and divide stuff equally in a conference. And I do think they could work that out. And just like the Nathan, just like the rest of the Big 12 just proved, I mean, beggars can't be choosers. It's like, all right, 
bottom half of the Big Ten. Do you want this or do you just want to that's it? And then you guys can all go make a, a league for soccer and baseball, which is fine. But then, like, we're out. I think it could work. I'm less confident than you are that it could work, again, just because of the financial side of it. And I, I, I know that you're you're putting out a creative concept as to, you know, the, the kind of a revenue sharing thing that in theory could work. I think sometimes we forget just how monumentally dependent some of these other Big Ten programs are throughout their athletic program on the football revenue that the big 10 as a whole generates. I mean, I covered a program at, at Purdue that built a giant um, new workout thing or new uh, football facility. That's all based on big 10 network revenue. Northwestern just built a, a big thing. I mean, that's where that revenue comes from. It's how those programs can pay those coaches that kind of money because they could not go out and get that kind of money with their own TV deals, with their own revenues. And I, so I, I, I understand what you're saying. I think we do that. We, I mean, the, the big 10, uh, leadership there has to be creative in how it addresses this issue, but I, I, it, it is just such a massive financial stake that that all of these programs have in each other right now. Or more to the point, what like twelve or eleven of these programs have in the other two or three. Yeah, well, right. That's the thing. I mean, it's already. Uh, I mean, it's already a handout. But so it's like. I don't know. The people that you're handing the money to might be mad if you don't keep handing them all the money. It's like, okay, I don't know what you mean. But the other point but is you this. understand, but from an optics no, standpoint, I don't. it's a different kind of a handout. No, I don't understand it at all. Purdue has no value as a television property. Ohio State does. Why should Ohio State split the money and get the same saying, money that Purdue does? But I'm saying optically, it's different when the Big Ten as a whole negotiates a contract and splits it up than if you have two or three of those teams off earning money and then giving it back to the others. There is an optical difference there. But the, but the point is you're talking about Purdue and Northwestern building football facilities. The reason they do that is because they're trying to keep up with Ohio state In this new world. Purdue's not trying to keep up with Ohio state in football They're because it's a separate, they're in a separate division in football. They're in the same stuff in every other sport in football. Purdue is trying to beat Minnesota to win that mm. tier championship. They're not trying to beat Ohio state and Penn state. So right. they don't have to spend as much money. Well, but even, it's actually even – I disagree with that slightly, but it also only increases your argument because I don't think Purdue built that facility to keep up with Ohio State. I think it built it to keep up with Nebraska and Wisconsin and Minnesota, teams at, at a tier even below Ohio State. Yeah. No, I mean, like we're getting to the point where it's like it's going to be time to – here's the thing. Ohio State is very nice about this stuff, but – that at some point, that's not going to be the, the overriding thing. Ohio State cares about tradition. Ohio State cares about uh, the other teams in the conference. They do. They've behaved that way forever. But at some point, it's it's illogical. It's not equal. Why 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 is it? Everybody knows it's not equal, but in money, it's equal. At some point, that's going to stop. So um, I, I don't know. I, I think there's there's room to operate within what we described. We're going to get to some more questions. We have three more questions for the tech subscribers who gave very interesting answers. We'll come back. But again, 77% saying no to the SEC. We'll do more next on Buckeye Talk. Doug Nathan Stevens, 614-350-3315 for the texts. Question two to the texters. How worried are you about a Texas and Oklahoma SEC move hurting Ohio State's ability to compete for national titles? I think we asked a version of this previously, but I asked it again. The choices were very worried. It will be much more difficult to recruit great high school players from the South and Southwest. Moderately worried. The SEC just seems like a monster now. 
Not that worried. Ohio State will do its thing and see the best of those teams in the playoff and take its shot. Steven, what do you think won? Very worried about the Texas-Oklahoma move, moderately worried or not that worried? Now, not that worried. Ohio State will still, because the way you worried, Ohio State will still do its thing and see the best teams in the playoff take a shot. So not that worried, probably won there. Nathan, who do you think won? Well, I mean, just based on history, I would say that the the, the least extreme one won. I think that's probably moderately. Uh, the question is, like, then between very and not, which one would I think wins? And I would say probably, I don't know. I think very worried finished third. Very worried did finish third. Again, the texters are chilled out about this much more than we any of us would have imagined. 69% not that worried. Like, they're good. Steven said that be first. That was right. I mean, like they're just they're not. They're okay. They think Ohio State will be okay. 23% moderately worried, 8% very worried. Steven, do you think that's the right thing to be thinking? Do you think not that worried is the right approach? Yeah, because nothing changes for Ohio State. If we covered Michigan or Penn State, then the very worried probably wins because they're not competing for national championships on a daily basis. Don't have as from a a national program to the extent from a success standpoint. Nothing, these, the SEC, what it's doing right now, nothing deeply impacts Ohio State's chances for one to get into the playoff as long as it does what it's supposed to do and also win a national title once it's in those positions in the playoff. I, I don't want to jump too far ahead in the discussion, Doug, but I, I wonder how different that answer would have been if people didn't know the 12 team playoff was now an imminent thing or at least some playoff expansion. Well, let's talk about that now because, I mean, actually, the 12 team and Greg Sankey is a diabolical genius here that like Greg Sankey was supporting the SEC commissioner was supporting the 12 team playoff while knowing that he was about to steal the two biggest programs from another conference, because you know who needs the 12 team playoff more than anybody right now is the SEC. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't have a thing where it's like, well, ah, the champs get in. And so like the, the, the playoffs going to be like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state and TCU. And that's what it is every year, right? Because like Texas and Oklahoma are going to be banging their heads into Alabama, just like Georgia's been doing. The SEC needs this. I mean, frankly, it's like, I don't know. I mean, like we said, and you wrote about it, Nathan, it's like this is opening up a lane for Michigan and Wisconsin and Penn State and anybody else in the Big Ten who's good but can't get around Ohio State. I mean, the the SEC probably thinks they're going to get six of the 12 at this point, right? So like as much as, Maybe the 12-team playoff reassures Ohio State fans. Nathan, or Steven, we'll go to the, you first on this. I don't. This wouldn't be happening if there wasn't going to be a 12-team playoff. I think it's like the timing of this is not coincidental. It's like Sankey's like, let me lock down the 12. Because if you're Oklahoma, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. We've been in the playoff four to seven years, and now we're going to come, and if we can't beat Bama, we're not going to make it? Are you nuts? And he's like, no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. And once they, this is not coincidental timing of playoff and it's not official, but it's going to happen. Cause by the way, it's going to happen more than ever now. Right. Yeah, like yeah. if you thought, Oh, I don't know if it's, I mean, you think the sec is going to do this and then be like, Oh yeah, we're happy with one. But it's, I mean, it's all tied together, Steven. And as, as important as it is to Ohio state, it's more important to the sec. It's more important to the sec, but also the Oklahoma point you made is, yeah. Oh, if, if we were sticking with a four team playoff for the next 20 years for Oklahoma, it makes absolutely no sense because you're going to you're going to keep winning the Big Ten until Texas proves otherwise. And you're going to pretty much keep ensuring yourself that you're going to have a spot in the playoff for Texas. 
this makes even more sense now because now Texas, Steve Sarkeesian is getting started over there, so they're probably not going to go undefeated for the next couple of years. So why not put yourself in a situation where if you have two losses, you can say, well, our two losses were to Georgia and Alabama, but we ran the table everywhere else. We deserve a spot in the playoff. Okay, come on. Come on in. And the thing about this that is going to happen, I think, in the playoff is people are sort of saying, um, you know, what if Ohio State emerges as the leader of the opposition to the SEC, right? I think that might happen anyway. Like, I don't even know if you have to make another opposing conference, as we were saying, like, oh, if we got down to two, our whole proposal, again, we'd solve college football. But it might just happen organically that every year it's like it's a 12-team playoff. It's six from the SEC and six not from the SEC. And the SEC is chanting SEC, SEC. And everybody else is chanting F the SEC, F the SEC. And it's like all of a sudden Clemson and USC and Notre Dame and Ohio State are like on the same team, even without being in their own conference. Because they're just not in the SEC. That Nathan, that's going to be the two things of college football. Are you in or are you out? And you know when that first 12-team playoff comes out and there are six SEC teams in it, everybody not in the SEC is going to be like, this is ridiculous. And everybody in the SEC is going to be like, man, we should have gotten eight of the 12. And it's going to create this like, and I'm not so, someone had proposed, we have other texture things. I'll get to it. Someone said, oh, it'd be nice if, like, Ohio State can be the villain to the SEC. I think Ohio State's the good guy. I think the SEC is the villains, right? Like, like the like, Empire. Yeah, they're just expanding yeah. and swallowing up planets and blowing them up. And But, like, yeah, you know, right. You know it's going to be ridiculous? If all this happens in the SEC, you get six teams in the first initial 12 playoff, 12 team playoff, and then they still don't win the national title. Ohio State or Clemson or Notre Dame wins it. And then every single fan in the world's like, you had six teams in and you still couldn't yeah. win the national title. SEC who? It's like Big Ten men's basketball this last year. They yeah. will absolutely yep. <laughs> be. And I don't I don't know a ton about Star Wars, but like if Ohio State's, uh, you know, the guy with the white robe and the uh, this, the oh, Luke Skywalker. And then, like, Clemson, is there a guy in Star Wars who's, like, kind of on the good guy's side, even though he's not? He's like Han Solo. Like, I don't know. Luke and Han, kind of at the beginning, they're kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. And then, like, everybody, we're not going to do that. I swear to God, we're not going to do. <laughs> I say, I think we need to abandon Kings of the North and lean into this Star Wars thing. Who's Kylo Ren? Is Auburn Kylo Ren or is Florida Kylo Ren? I think the guy who had the double-sided lightsaber with the red face who got cut in half and fell in the hole, that's definitely LSU. It's definitely, yeah. That's definitely LSU. That's definitely LSU. Who's who's Yoda? I think Harbaugh's Yoda. Michigan's Yoda. We're not doing it. We might do it. We might do it. We're not going to do it. Notre Dame is Yoda. Notre Notre Dame is definitely Yoda. (laughs) I can't, yeah. Penn State is Lando Calrissian. We're not going to do it. I know we're not going to do it. <laughs> we're not going to do it as we this can see. This is pretty good. Race. This is not bad. This <laughs> no, is off the top of our head. Like this it. is not bad. Oregon is Princess Leia because her hair on the side looks like the Nike swoosh. We're not going to do it. No, that'd be like Colorado State. Who is R2? Colorado State. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Christ is R2D2. We are not doing it. So I do think there's that opportunity that it's like, it's like, you know, maybe you don't need a conference. You just need everybody that's not the SEC. 
From the 614, Doug, in the last pod, you mentioned jealousy was a driving factor for why fans would care. You weren't far off, but the word I would pick is fear. Why? Because it's hard to have faith the current Big Ten commissioner is going to be able to successfully manage a major conference realignment phase. If Michigan left for the SEC, then I'm not sure what I would think. But why would the SEC need all the best teams? I don't see that's how, how that's best for college sports. How this impacts NIL really mixes up the complexity. If Ohio State can't compete on endorsements, NIL competition would be my only reason to see OSU move. But that's a huge unknown. Um, there, there are. And that's the thing, Nathan. It gets more complicated because, as Ryan Day said, you know, everything is changing and everything is is at least partially tied together. Right? That transferring. One-time transfers are tied together because, like, what if every good player not in the SEC, once he gets good, wants to transfer to the SEC, right? NIL. What if, what if somebody, what if somebody strikes a deal that says every player in the SEC, it's the SEC way of doing business? We're gonna pay every player in the SEC a hundred thousand dollars a year to support uh John Deere tractors because we're the or whatever. I don't know what, right? That like that, that there is a lot of complicating stuff that we don't know how it's all going to work out. And if the SEC, and I am much less interested in the, in the money and the brand and all that stuff than I am in the football, but the brand and the money affect the football. If something happened, Nathan, Nathan, happens, Nathan, where like the SEC becomes such a dominant brand and such a dominant force in the conversation that it is the place where companies want to go to do NIL with those players, that it is the place where all the good players want to go, that if the SEC is able to establish that, like any idea of like, man, if you're not in the SEC, you don't matter, right? That would be bad news for Ohio State. I'm not disputing that. What I would dispute at the moment is, does Texas and Oklahoma do that? Right. That as long if Clemson and Ohio State and Penn State and Oregon and USC and Wisconsin and Michigan and Florida State and Miami are out here doing their thing, are, are we at that point? And I would say, no, we're not at that point. And I, I don't really think yet that I think that's what's going to happen, that the SEC becomes basically the only brand in college football. I understand a little bit why the knee jerk reaction of some fans was concerned. Because the way it's situated right now, Ohio State, as you were saying before, uh, and Clemson both, despite not being in the SEC, have SEC-like accomplishment every year. And I put them in a different tier than I put Oklahoma because Oklahoma gets the playoff but never really stacks up at like a playoff team. And so I think that's maybe where some fans were initially concerned was if this shift happens, if you take Texas and Oklahoma and pull them into the SEC – that either competitively just because of those programs or because of the recruiting ramifications down the road, does that turn Ohio State into what Oklahoma is now, which is the team that keeps making the playoff but is clearly a tier below the true national championship contenders. And I don't think I've seen enough that makes me think that that would happen directly as a result of this. I would lean against – I think part of what makes Oklahoma what it is today is the way it team builds because of the conference it's in and the things that it it values. Because Ohio State is in the Big Ten, you do also have to value defense. I think they're less inclined for that something like that to happen, even in a situation like what we're talking about right now. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I do think there's some stuff there. And this goes back to this point, too. I do think – because if Texas, like if Texas and Oklahoma don't get 
better then what has really changed, right? I mean, if Texas goes in there and is going seven and five every year, yeah, they're famous, but like Michigan's famous too. And like, they don't really have an impact on what anybody's doing, right? They're not, you know, they're, they're powerful in perception, but not in reality. And if Oklahoma goes in and is making the playoff, but like, isn't winning a national title, or maybe they even have a harder time making the playoff. Cause it's like, Hey, guess what? Like as Steven said, the sec plays a little bit of defense. Maybe what they've been doing is not going to work. That's going to that's gonna affect them, too. This is a text from the 913. Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC is dilutive to both these programs and the SEC. If you have two powerhouse programs from a lesser conference go into a stronger powerhouse conference, the new entrants will end up with middling status just by virtue of the strength of the current teams. But I do think there is a point to this. I mean, there's just a – I don't know that this is how people are discussing it, but it's like – does Auburn, how important is Auburn to the power and fame and respect and money, most importantly, money of the SEC? Like they're good, right? They're they're valuable, they're important, but they're not a driving force. And like if Texas isn't as good as Auburn, then and, and like they haven't been as good as Auburn, then like it's not going to be as much of an impact. And if Oklahoma, I mean, Florida right now, Florida has been good, but like, they're not the driving force. If Oklahoma's Florida, like if they're not Bama, that's the thing. Again, it goes back to Bama still drives so much of this. If Oklahoma and Texas aren't beating Bama, they're just kind of another thing. And yes, money matters, but we're not really talking about money. We're talking about Ohio state and their place in the world. And Nathan, I just think that's very possible. They're like Oklahoma and Texas will get in there and do worse And if they get in there and they win fewer games per year than they've been winning so far, I don't know how that is a negative impact on Ohio State. Unless just the collective 16 teams are so famous, that's what it is. We don't care if Oklahoma is nine and three and Texas is five and seven. I mean, let's take this back to the the essence of the the, the start of this. Why are Texas and Oklahoma – right now, potentially dis- dissatisfied with their present football fortunes. It's because they can't beat Ohio State, even though they're not directly playing Ohio State, although Texas will here in a couple of years. Like, Oklahoma doesn't get to the national stage and do what Ohio State does, even though Ohio State doesn't really necessarily do what Alabama and Clemson do. They are, again, still a tier above Oklahoma because they've actually won the national championship more recently. They've been to the national championship game, etc. And then Ohio State is beating Texas head-to-head for major recruits in its own state and, and stealing them and taking them up north. So and so I guess the, the, the idea, it, does Texas and Oklahoma think that right now when they have um, an 11-1 and or 10-2 and record that it's held against them that they're in the Big 12, but they could replicate the record even against a much tougher competition and that will somehow propel them forward? Um, or that the additional money that they think that they would get from the SEC would help close the gap? Um, maybe that's what they're thinking, but I'm, I'm skeptical of it. Certainly. I, I, again, I think that Ohio state has a, a strong foundation where it is that it can build on, um, without having to go chase what Texas and Oklahoma are doing. I might have more faith in Oklahoma being able to do it and benefiting from the sec than I do Texas because Texas as a football program is turning into what the New York Knicks are in the NBA, where it's this thing we talk about every single year, but they don't actually do anything on the field. So let me ask this. Let's ask a straight up question. And again, we're diverting a little bit. And I I knew we would in this because it is a complicated issue. And we want to sort of keep it still to how it affects Ohio State. But okay, 
Will Ohio, will Texas, will Texas wind up being more successful on the football field in terms of its place in college football as a football team, not a football program, and in terms of its um, chase for the playoff? Will Texas be helped or hurt by the SEC move? Nathan, you first. Texas, in the end, helped or hurt? I think they're going to be better in the future than they have been, but I don't know if it'll be necessarily because of the SEC move. I know that's probably a horrible answer, but you know what I'm saying? Like Texas has one 10-win season since 2009. They have a bunch of five-win seasons and seven-win seasons. They're just due for a swing back towards where Texas should be. But I, So I think that'll happen regardless of whether they're in the SEC or not. Nathan, do you think – or Stephen, do you think helped or hurt Texas? Short-term helped, long-term hurt. I think Texas will be helped. Because if they can start keeping the best players in Texas in Texas, that is a big deal. And they have not been able to do that. And I think potentially selling the SEC will help Texas do that. And I think it is it clearly has helped Texas A&M. I think it's very possible that it will help Texas. But will it make Texas an 11-1, and 12-0 team with that competition? No, I don't know that it will. But I do think it will help them. Oklahoma. Will Oklahoma be helped or hurt in its pursuit of a national title, in its relevance as a playoff team, in its general status of how many games they win every year and how where they're ranked and that kind of thing? Steven, you first. Oklahoma helped or hurt? Help, because they already have the offensive talent and the quarterbacks to be able to compete. They just don't have the defense. So if they can have the – if the SEC is going to help them in their defensive recruiting, it might take them up a level. Nathan, helped or hurt for Oklahoma? I don't know if I completely understand that logic. I think they could go recruit better defensive players right now if they wanted them. Um, I guess I'll say helped just because I think it could be better for them financially and better for them that they don't have the um, the just by association. But I don't know that necessarily makes the program better. I think they'll be hurt. I think it's possible that Oklahoma has been Oklahoma and is perceived this way because somebody had to win the big 12 uh, and like, they don't, they don't, they haven't played defense. Lincoln Riley is a really good coach, but like, what if they're LSU or what if they're Auburn or what if they're Florida, right? Like what if they're good, but they're not one of the four best programs in the country. We view Oklahoma as one of the four best programs in the country. Five years from now, after they're in the SEC for a couple of seasons, will we view Oklahoma as one of the four best teams in the country? I think very, it's very possible the answer to that will be no. And if that's the case, then they're hurt. Now, they might make more money or whatever, but like, well, I don't know. Again, what are you doing with the money? I, I don't know. I think Texas probably needs the increase in competition because they're not generating any mojo themselves right now. So they need to absorb the SEC. Oklahoma's generated it. To your point, Stephen, they're getting recruits right now. They're not getting recruits because they're moving to the SEC. They were they got Caleb Williams because of who they are now. So the idea that, like, yes, we're definitely going to be better than that, it feels like money only to me. And I don't know why they weren't more satisfied being the big dog in their conference. And I don't know why they weren't – if Texas and Oklahoma wanted to be better and do more, I don't know why they weren't more proactive in, like, well, let's make the Big 12 better. 
right? Let's yeah. let's get Cincinnati to be in the Big 12 because they're good at football and they can be a rival with West Virginia. And let's try to steal Utah back. Or let's try to, you know, I don't know. We think Houston's on the on the rise, and that's a major metropolitan area. Let's invite Houston and super fuel that team. And all of a sudden, that'll be another top 25 team in our conference. I, I don't know why that wasn't the move. I think Oklahoma is more tenuous as a power than Ohio State is. Oklahoma, I was just looking at the numbers. They were 13-0, and won a national championship in 2000. So in the 20 years since then, they've had one one-loss season, two or more losses in every year after that. I, I, I think you could argue that Oklahoma is closer to Wisconsin than they are to Ohio State. That's a take. I mean, I, I mean that's possible. That's possible. And they're going to find out because if they're Wisconsin, they're not going to be good. <laughs> I, if I were Wisconsin, I would not join the SEC. And they might be Penn State. They might be Penn State much more be, than they that's, are. That's actually a better example, maybe. And Penn State's really good. Penn State's yes. not Ohio State. Nobody thinks Penn State's Ohio State. We've kind of thought that Ohio State's third and Oklahoma's fourth. Even, even if we thought Ohio State at third was closer to one, two Alabama Clemson than they were to number four Oklahoma, they're still four. Nobody thinks Penn State's four. Like, are you sure you want this? You play LSU every year? Like, you want to play, I guess if Alabama and Auburn would be listening, but like, you're going to play crossover. It's like, hey, Oklahoma was your crossover this year. Uh, Bama and Georgia. Cool. Good luck, bro. Like, again, why aren't you happy? And if it's just for money, it's for money, but we're not, this isn't a money podcast. So um, I think that very much could play out that Texas helps itself and Oklahoma hurts itself and neither of them you know, Texas helps itself but doesn't reach Ohio State's level, and Oklahoma hurts itself with drop, which drops it further below Ohio State's level. So, if that's like the fear, right? Should there still be fear, though, Stephen? Not directly about Texas and Oklahoma, but just about the perception of the monster of the SEC. That that even if Texas and Oklahoma aren't playing for national titles, could there still be a fear that Ohio State fans should feel because the SEC is a monster in general? No, no, not if you're Ohio State. I think you're fine. Because what would uh, in in this scenario, if you're both saying this is going to help Texas and hurt Oklahoma, okay, they just flip. That's still only one of those two who's pretty good, while the other one's just kind of eh. All right, let me ask this from the 409. If I'm understanding this correctly, the move of Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC would not take effect until 2025. I actually think that's not going to be the case, just based on what you read and based on the history. A lot of the time, they wiggle out, and it's just too weird. It's just like it's too weird to stick around for four years. I mean, even if it's not instantaneously, maybe it's a farewell tour in 2022 when they're in by 2023. I, I just don't think it'll be that way. Um, so a couple questions. Do you think this move is legitimate or is it a power play for the marquee schools in the Big 12 to get a bigger piece of the pie? Again, this was asked before it became official. It's it's legitimate. They're gone. How much of an effect does it, what a conference – this is the main thing. How much of an effect does what conference a team plays in have on recruiting? Is it that drastic that this tips the scale in favor of the SEC teams? And what would be the point of an expanded playoff system if these super conferences are created? And the point is you're not going to join a super conference if you have to win it to get in the playoff. The only way you even agree to join a super conference is like, well, as long as we finish second and third, we'll have a shot. Stephen, what, do you think it is a gigantic recruiting impact for Oklahoma and Texas or not really? I mean, it matters when you're probably, but uh, depends on the position, I guess is the safest way to put that right now. Quarterback, 
Ohio State's going to get good quarterbacks. Defensive end, they're going to get good defensive ends. As long as Kerry Combs is here, they're going to get good defensive backs. And as long as Brian Hartline exists, they're going to get good wide receivers. I think it matters with position. And then also, it might be the difference for a guy who's the number 76 player in the country, whether he goes to you know the SEC or he goes to Ohio State or Clemson. I but do want to cover not, you know. Yeah. It's not the biggest thing. But it te- to me, I, it's like Texas and Oklahoma should not be losing recruits because they're not in the SEC. That, to me, it, it goes back to, again, sort of the genesis of this whole thing. Texas and Oklahoma are making this move out of weakness. And Ohio State should not feel like it's in a position of weakness because it's not, and then act accordingly. Like for right now, for an example, the highest rated guy who's committed to an SEC school right now is Jeremiah Alexander, who just recently committed to Alabama. He's the number 18 player in the country. And there's like seven guys before that who are already committed. Quinn Ewers, obviously, to Ohio State, Travis Hunter, Florida State. Then you got USC, Oklahoma, Michigan's got a guy. So it's not – like I guess it's – Oregon's got a guy. Ohio State's got like three or four guys. So it's not a – you know, yes, it's not – maybe in 2012 when this was just getting rolling, it was it was more of a factor than it is today. A uh, question from the 519 that I think is important. Staying in the Big Ten is essentially guaranteeing that Ohio State will be in the playoff every year once the playoff expansion happens. None of the SEC teams can make that same guarantee, especially if Oklahoma and Texas join it. I do think that is just a version, Nathan, of the, the bigger fish in a s- somewhat smaller pond. Uh, I think I think that's right. Like, I think I think that's smart and... I don't know that like, oh, the SEC teams will be playing against each other all season and getting better. Like, I I don't think that's that huge of a thing. Like, you know, I just think the fact that you're going to get in and have your shot and you're going to have talent, I just think is the right thing here. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State already recruits to win national championships, not to win the Big Ten. They recruit to have a national championship team that will, as a matter of just practice, win the Big Ten and route to making the playoff, right? So I don't that doesn't change. I don't that unless you really think that Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC creates some kind of roadblock talent wise somewhere that that doesn't change. And I'm I'm skeptical that it does. I already said like I said last week, I think there's there's reason to believe that maybe some of Ohio State's grand success in Texas won't continue in perpetuity, but they'll still have a uh, a presence there and they'll find somewhere else to go raid because that's what they always do. Yeah, I thought, I mean, that was going to happen. That would happen at some point anyway, right? I mean, it was they've had such success there. I don't think you can count on that. Texas was going to get it together at least slightly more than they've been the last eight years at some point. And so I think one of the things you said early on, Nathan, is like, well, Texas, this is probably going to be one of those. It happens all the time. It happens with the Browns. It happened with the Browns and Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. It's like Odell Beckham Jr. gets hurt right at the point where Baker Mayfield was sort of figuring out how to run this offense anyway. So then people make the assumption, oh, Baker Mayfield's better without Odell Beckham. And it's like, no, Baker Mayfield was going to get better regardless. And coincidentally, Odell Beckham got hurt at the same time. Probably part of this is Texas had to get better because they couldn't be worse. And they were going to get better regardless if Sarkeesian can do anything but it will be timed with the SEC thing. And I think people may say, see, look, Texas got better because of the SEC, Nathan, which was what you said, but it actually might just be, well, it was just time for them to stop sucking. Yes. 
It's stop. beyond time for them to stop sucking. <laughs> we are overdue. We are past yeah. suckage time on Texas. I missed. I, I cut off the phone number again. I apologize. The person who sent this, you'll know you sent it. I don't want Ohio State to join the SEC, but I'm worried that the SEC will create a super conference by adding Clemson, et cetera, and start crowning their own champion. And so, like, that's one of those things of, like, you know, the NCAA is so irrelevant that, like, the SEC just says, well, we're not, I don't, we're not even playing any. Like, you can't. Couldn't make them. It's like, if, who runs the playoff? If the SEC was like, we're not going to your playoff. We're doing our own playoff. We're not worried about that. But like, then everybody, then Ohio State would be in a playoff with USC and everybody else that's left. And they would say, well, we're our champ. And then we'd be in a world where it's like, you don't have a real champ. And guess what? Now we're back to the 60s. So it's like, I don't, I don't think that's an actual fear. Again, it's like, once you create the monster, it's like, how out of control is the monster going to get? And so I like the SEC is a monster, but I don't know that they're going to rampage through the village and murder everybody yet. I think they'll still say they'll stay up in their castle and come down at Christmas like the Grinch. Well, I also don't understand, again, why, why would Clemson leave what it's doing right now to join the SEC? It's already right there on that same level or just below it now, maybe with Auburn, with Alabama, um, even while being in a adequate conference, they still go out and win at the national level. Um, it, it, this isn't like forming alliances on Survivor or whatever, where it's this very temporary thing. I mean, you're talking about like changing the structure and 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 and, and things that like will have to will have decades long ramifications if you were like just leave your conference and join another one. So I've I know that those rumors have been out there about them trying to poach off like a Clemson or whatever. And it's I, not, but again, it's not rumors. It's not. It's one person. It's one tweet. Right, 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 right. Okay. Let's but, not but give still, credence like, to stuff that's yeah. not real. Yeah. But uh, well, but but like it just it doesn't make sense when you stop and think about it logically, really. And briefly, interjection of facts. Uh, from the 513. Doug, there's too much crap being thrown around that isn't feasible. It would be good for you to eliminate from people's minds up front. For instance, the ACC grant of rights makes it totally impractical for any ACC team to leave prior to 2035. Also, Notre Dame cannot join any conference other than the ACC prior to 2035. So eliminate those options from consideration from the 513. Point well taken. Yes. The grant of rights that the ACC agreed to in 2016, it was like a 20-year thing says if you leave the conference gets all your money while you're out being in another conference so it's like if clemson went to the sec and started making 90 million dollars a year from sec like tv money the the contract for the acc would be like thanks clemson we get the 90 million so like that's the that's the thing right now and it includes when the acc said hey notre dame come do everything except be a full football member it said that contract says but if you do join a conference before 2035, it has to be the ACC. That's what that contract also says, which is why I don't want to talk about why the Big Ten should add Notre Dame, because that's fanciful. I mean, like, tell me how Notre Dame is the Big Ten going to pay $400 million to the ACC to break the Notre Dame contract there, right? I mean, it's one of those things. Like, it's not real. These things are real. The Big Ten has a contract, uh, TV contract that expires in a couple of years. I don't, I think it's 2023. So, and I don't know, I was looking for grant of rights stuff for the Big Ten. I, I didn't find it at my fingertips, but the TV contract is up and that's not the exact same thing as a grant of rights. The grant of rights is like, we're together as a conference until then. And then that sort of allows you to do TV deals. So the Big Ten does have a TV deal that's coming up, but I, I wasn't, I'm not too wound up about like the grant of rights and whether like, the S whether Ohio state could get out of that and join something because 
to me, Ohio State's thing is not that they're bound by contract to the Big Ten. It's that they want to be in the Big Ten. Like, do you guys agree with that principle, which is sort of winding us back to the main topic of this thing? I just think this is what Ohio State wants to be in. And could you add the right other schools to enhance the Big Ten? Maybe, but only maybe, not for sure. Could you come up with some sort of alliance? Maybe, whatever. But like, I, I just do not think that they really have any interest in leaving. Cause like, these are their people, even Purdue. I think that matters to them. I know the other sports matter to Ohio state and the way they go about their business. I think the way that they sort of put the importance of football in something a half step less than like win at all costs, the, the kind of stodgy big 10 stuff that drives people nuts a lot of the time. And I think is reasonable to drive you nuts. I think Ohio state has done a pretty good job of walking the line between we've got to value football enough to try to hang with clubs in Alabama without completely abandoning the stodgy, you know, education still matters thing that sort of permeates the big 10. I think they've done a pretty good job of it. Nobody else has come close to doing the same kind of thing. Cause nobody else is being able to compete. Nobody else in the big 10 competes in the foot in football. Like Ohio state does. Ohio state is unique. And that is not to kiss Ohio State's butt. It's just a reality. But I don't think it is a football only, all or nothing, win at all costs, join whatever conference it takes, do it for football. I don't think that's how they think, Nathan. And that goes back to the top is why I just don't think Ohio State to the SEC makes sense on any level. I don't think it would ever happen. And 77% of our tech subscribers agree with that. Yeah, I mean, some of this comes back to how you how do you think Ohio State sees itself, that it sees itself as a national football power first and everything else is like trailing in the dust. Or does it see itself as a Big Ten athletic program? And I think it sees itself as a Big Ten athletic program that happens to have a great football program. I think if you ask Gene Smith that question, that's Mm -hmm. exactly what he would say. I I have almost zero doubt that Gene Smith would would say Mm -hmm. now, you know, the ADs at Alabama and Auburn and Georgia might also say it because you don't want to publicly say, uh, we don't care about soccer. But Gene Smith saying it would be a lot more genuine because it would be true. I think he really does think that. So, so and, I, and I also the, 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 the ADs at those SEC schools aren't like they're not giving anything up by saying it. You know what I mean? Because they're already right. the league that people think is the best league. But like Gene Smith saying like, we, we, for all its faults, um, and what, we'll, and we actually don't think the faults are all that great. You know, we embrace the Big Ten. So there's a Pac 12 thing. Apparently, Andy Staples, and that's the show Ari's on a lot of the time, floated a thing about the Big Ten should add like four Pac 12 schools. I would just say to that, that's not what we're doing. If we ever, if we do do, who should the Big Ten add? And maybe we will, as reluctant as I am. It's, it's the listener show. So if we do that, all I would say to you about stuff about the Pac-12 is time zones. Time zones matter, especially when you are sending your track team to wherever Washington State is, and then they have to get back and go to class. And like we can pretend Mm -hmm. like time zones, 
I don't think now for football, it's fine, but you know, and, and for football, it's also not totally fine because I don't know what the scenario is. It's like, I know people are saying, well, would those four pack 12 schools want to do that? Cause the travel, it's like, well, does Purdue want to be in a division? For football, it's not Oregon? completely. Yeah, for football, it's not completely yeah. fine because you can't start football games that early in the day and still have a, a West Coast presence. You can't be starting football games at nine a.m. on the West Coast. All of them. I mean, they do sometimes. They will when Oregon comes to Ohio State. But to have that as like the staple of your league, that means you're going to have East Coast teams or Eastern half of the country teams starting their games later in the day and getting back even later on Sundays. It's it's logistically it's it's a it's a problem. Yeah, the only thing that would make sense there is if they're three thirty Eastern time kickoffs, or when you cross over like that, that's always your night game in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. I guess I just I, I, like to make them a member. I just, I just like again, and 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 what I've talked about before, like scheduling alliance. Hey, we're gonna everyone's gonna you know the Big Ten and the Pac twelve. You're gonna play two games against the Pac twelve every year. And we're going to base it on how good you were the year before. And you're going to play a road game and a home game every year against the Pac-12 or whatever. Right. And it's a so it's one trip for everybody. It's one trip that's three time zones, but it guarantees the TV property. It guarantees like a good game for the best teams, because the other thing of this is like, I don't know, like, are people that excited for Texas Vanderbilt? Like it's not, I don't know that anyone's saying like that's, I mean, I guess it's good for Vanderbilt, right. but it's like, if you do an alliance and it's like, all right, well, the PAC 12 is playing the big 10 or the big 10 is playing the ACC and Purdue is playing Wake Forest or Purdue is playing Washington state. It's like, you know what, Purdue, you just don't get to play Clemson. Like, I'm sorry in this sec because Texas joined fully, you know, Vanderbilt gets to play Texas. You don't get to play Clemson. But again, life isn't fair. If the year that you're awesome Minnesota, when you went 10 and 2 and finished in the top 10, the next year in the ACs in the Big Ten Pac 12 challenge, you get a great opponent. So they already do it in basketball. I think there's a lot of room there. I just don't see, I think time zones have to factor in. And you guys agree, right? To when yes. you're actually talking about like mm-hmm. full conference membership, I just, do we have a three time zone difference conference? Everybody's there, as, as far as West Virginia is from Texas, it's still only one time zone. There have been some messy things in some of the lower level conferences. You know what I mean? Like there, I remember that the, the conference that like Chicago state was in, I think they were in the same conference as some pretty far West. And it was like this really messy spread out conference. Hasn't isn't conference USA um, fairly spread out, uh, but I don't know it's, if it's three times. It's zones. not as crazy as it used to be. Um, how far is Arizona two hours or one hour behind us? Two, or at least okay, two part yeah. of the year. Okay, then yeah, and that's where it gets confusing as well. I mean, well, again, it's two or three. Least... It's two. It's two or three. It's yeah, not two one. Or three. So, oh, yeah. Right. I'm just thinking in comparison because they're in the Pac-12, so they're good there too. So, no, it's it. Yeah, it's in some of these other in, in the Olympic sports, they would they would not be doing. You know, your cross country team wouldn't just like fly from um, uh, Rutgers to Stanford for one meet and fly back. I mean, they would be, they would collaborate and do things like that, but that doesn't make it any more logistically um, logical. And like in the pursuit of just like better football games, I just, I just, I just don't think that's the answer. Let's no. have a, mm. let's have a quick discussion on this topic. Uh, well, you know what? There's stuff about the future actually that I want to get into. There's two more things I want to get into what this is going to look like in 10 years 
And the way this is really, I think, helping our preseason idea come into focus about how we're going to preview this Ohio State season and what we've been talking about, what we've been working on. So I want to talk about those two things. And plus, I want to share a text that I accidentally stumbled across uh, today. And we will do that next on Buckeye Talk. All right, Doug, Nathan, Stephen. So I hit in our text subscription thing. Again, we, we send out the text. They appear as texts to you guys in your phone. Um, but when you text back to us, they don't come into our phone, right? Because we would get blown up. So they're just in a, we go to a website and we look at stuff. And so today I was trying to click a button to go back like one page of texts. Cause when we read the text, we read like, oh, there's 12 on a page and we just scroll through them all and we can look at them and answer them. But I, I mistakenly hit the button that take that takes you all the way back to like the very first text response in the oh, history. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what, what is this thing? And it's from Matt Condon. Three losses is insanity. We will have the better offensive line and defensive line in 12 out of 12 games we play. And it's not even close. Also way more talented than any team in the big 10. Oh yeah. The best coaching staff in the big 10 too. And I was like three losses. Who's saying three losses. And that was from August 28th, 2019. So wherever I go, I cannot escape nine and three Doug. So that was nice. I'm just trying to do my job. Clicking on a text, and it's like, oh, remember the dumbest thing you ever said? Thanks, also world. Correct. They were also correct. I know. They we nailed it. A better whole line and D-line in all 12 games. Matt <laughs> and Condon. It even, and it won't even be close. Matt Condon, if you still are a text subscriber, send us a text and say it's you um, because you were right in 2019. Okay. Let's talk about Kings of the North first, which is this thing, this idea that we've been, Nathan's been putting in a lot of research. We sort of have a, a bunch of story ideas fleshed out of how we would do this. And I feel like the timing of this is becoming even more clear because it's kind of what we talked about, that it really, it's not quite there because it's like, you know, USC is not in the SEC yet and Clemson's not in and Florida State, but it's getting closer from the 410, I think like most likely conferences won't exist and will be a part of something successful in the future. No one is going to turn down Ohio State and Michigan money. If we get paired into a North conference where we get like, say, Oregon, Washington, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, et cetera, versus a Southern conference, I think people would love it. Clemson is an X factor in that scenario, but I think they would play North, meaning super conference versus super conference. Uh, lower current FBS folds into what used to be Division Two, whatever. But again, this 410 person is sort of talking about what we talked about of do you wind up with two super conferences, one that is north, one that is south. Nathan, you're doing a lot of research on this. What is happening here with Oklahoma and Texas throwing in with the SEC does sort of, it to me, it enhances the idea of like Ohio State as this like northern bastion, this outpost in the landscape of true college football powers where everybody else is sort of in one part of the country, the best of the best of the best and Ohio state's in a different part. And they really are like the one team that is able to compete with everybody in this different geographical area. Again, maybe Notre Dame, maybe because they've made the playoff twice, you know, certainly Wisconsin, Penn state, Michigan, Oregon, Washington to a far lesser degree, I don't know. It's kind of good timing for us, but I've been thinking about that a lot. I think what we're on to, because our idea is that we're not thinking about conferences. We're thinking about college football geographically. And what are the geographic things that tie teams together or that create a different cultures or that create challenges for one area versus another? And 
can teams in one area go into a different area and get recruits? A move like this just enhances all of that to me. It goes back to what I was saying before. I just feel like this is evidence that Texas and Oklahoma are moving from a position of weakness here. And Ohio State doesn't have that weakness. Ohio State has positioned itself strongly to survive whatever happens, I think, in this 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 the the dominoes that are going to fall uh, here in the next uh, you know months and, and couple of years, and that goes back to everything we have been talking about for years, as far as Ohio State being the king of the North and being the, in that upper tier of of college football, and really the only team north of Tennessee that can say that. And I I think that we've also seen Ohio State kind of reinforce its position i think with the way that it's recruiting with the way that it's done some things just from a hiring perspective and the way that it's lined itself up the positions it's taken um within the big 10 uh, i think that ohio state would you rather be the king of the north or one of the many team one of the many uh challengers that's trying to knock off the king of the south i think i'd rather be the king of the north I'm excited for that project. I'm excited for that project. Let's do this real quickly about the idea of Ohio State as an independent, just really quick, because this gets into the future, which is what the last two text subscriber questions are about. The only non-Big Ten future I could see is as independent. I don't think it's arrogance to value the rest of your sports programs like Ohio State does, and many SEC schools don't. I think it's helping – let's see. I think that's one of the things that – paraphrasing that would help Ohio state continue to be a national brand going independent would allow them to schedule like an sec school, but still beat Michigan every year. And they certainly can garner the TV interest for a Notre Dame type of deal. Uh, Let me finish this one. That said, the Big Ten needs to go hunting for Missouri, West Virginia, Iowa State, maybe Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Okay, Then it it gets into the second part. I like the independent part first. Um, That is not what this part. Go ahead. Does Notre Dame schedule like an SEC team? No. Well, but the point is, I mean, if you look at Notre Dame's schedule, um, well, I mean, the thing of an SEC team is like they play a couple, they play like multiple gigantic games and they play some crappy games. So, like, you know, that Notre Dame always plays like USC and they, they play Michigan a lot and they um, always have like a big, you know, non conference thing. They have like, uh, they play um, Georgia. They did Georgia last year, right? I mean, yeah, like they, they got you, they have USC and North Carolina this year. Yeah, you're not as beholden to like you can, you know, Ohio, Ohio State's beholden to are, do the teams in their conference are they good or not? You have to hope Penn State, Michigan are good. Notre Dame can kind of go out and seek um, that kind of thing. Uh, Stephen, any interest in Notre Dame as an independent? I mean, excuse me, any interest in Ohio State as an independent? Um, yeah, actually. I think there's a strong argument to be made that in this situation, it should take the Notre Dame route and be an independent football program. If things continue to slide this way in this hyperbolic situation, they just be independent in football, but be Big Ten everything else. Just like Notre Dame is ACC in every sport that is in football. That might be the best thing for Ohio State, even if it's not necessarily the best thing for the Big Ten. I wonder how much hardball Michigan would play there. And if Michigan would be like, well, we're not playing you every year if you're not in the freaking conference. Yeah. You know, because we've on this podcast complained a lot about why does everybody give Notre Dame everything they want? That Notre Dame's in the perfect situation now. It's exactly what we're talking about. Notre Dame's in the ACC for everything but football. The idea that Penn, that Ohio State would be in the Big Ten for everything but football. The ACC was willing to accept that because Notre Dame was coming in new and Notre Dame said it's this or nothing. And if Ohio State said now, listen, we'll play four Big Ten games a year. 
but we're going to play eight outside the conference. You guys can compete for the Big Ten championship. That's not what we're about anymore. That's not our deal. We're just aiming for a national championship every year, but all of we want all of our other schools to stay in the Big Ten and every other sport. Actually, I'm talking myself into that. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> How much of it is what's wrong with up, that? The, yeah. Well, the point the point of Michigan playing hardball in this situation, some of the ways in Notre Dame might be able to get away with it is because it's true rivals aren't in the ACC. It's USC, and then sometimes it's Michigan, but it's nobody in the ACC who could play hardball with Notre Dame no, the way the Ohio State could. I mean, the way Michigan could with Ohio State. I mean, it's very different that being like always independent versus being like, hey, after a hundred and something years in the Big Ten, yeah. now we're going to go independent. It's a very different discussion. And again, like you'd have to keep the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry going. I don't know, like if everybody else in the Big Ten said, hey, Michigan, like say you won't play them unless they're in the league. There's actually – that actually – I don't know, assuming you could do that, Nathan, right? Assuming you could keep the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. If you said we're going to, if Ohio State's going to play Michigan every year, and then Ohio State's going to play three or four other Big Ten games. So you wind up with either four or five Big Ten games total, which gives you seven or eight to play with and make your own schedule. And then you're, again, you're out on TV money. And I know your answer is going to be, that's going to be met like from only from the Ohio state standpoint, if you played such hardball with the big 10 that you said, it's either this, or we're going, we're joining another conference in four years. Do you think that would be more attractive to Ohio state? Or do you want, was it better for Ohio state to have a chance to win a conference title, to be in a conference in football, or would they be fine as a football independent in the modern world? I think Ohio State likes being what it is in the Big Ten. I think Ohio State likes that it gets to be the, the football king that then gets to drive the how what the Big Ten is across the board and, and more importantly, what it is as an athletic program within the Big Ten, you know, getting to be as large as it is and everything else. The other wrinkle that has been thrown into all of this too is that if you go forward like this, you're never a host you're never getting a first round buy in the playoff as it's been proposed. Right which Notre Dame is okay with because they're viewing that first round game as the equivalent of their conference championship, right? which I'm actually not sure about, which I don't know if that thinking is right, but I think they're so stuck on being independent that they're rationalizing it. Yeah. Um, I actually liked that the playoff did that and said like, all right, if you're going to be like this, if you're going to be obstinate, then like you can't get a buy because the buys are for conference champs. I liked that the playoff did that and that Notre Dame is okay with it. I think shows how much they want to be, independent and now the other thing is yeah you're getting the extra well i don't know i i, I if that's not this podcast it but it is but, it is so different too when you're having to turn your back on people than when you're asking people to accept you it's it's a, just a very different equation i agree all right let's do again this is about should they join the sec and again nobody thinks they should None of our tech subscribers. I wanted to look at the future, though. I asked two questions. Ten years from now, what conference do you think Ohio State football will be in? And what do you hope they're in? So I asked that two questions. I like to ask two different questions like that, because what you think and what you hope are often different things. And in the first one, at least I put capital football, because I'm imagining like, again, this world of, hey, like we break football off. We only talk about football and we're not. It's not about where the logistics of every other sport. I think it's a cleaner conversation, but I actually, I honestly actually think that's where we may be headed at some point. So the first one, the choices were 
The Big Ten as currently uh, constructed, so a 14-team Big Ten, 10 years from now you think that's what it'll be. The Big Ten, but expanded to 16 teams or more. Independent in football, what we just talked about. You're an independent in football. In the SEC, or conferences as currently constructed won't really exist for football, and they'll be in some top tier of blue bloods that I don't even know that we'll call them conferences, but they'll just break football off and do whatever and have you play the people in your tier, and it's not geographical at all, and it's not about anything other than creating the best football inventory and trying to figure out a national champion. Um, One was think, one was hope. I think there's probably too many answers. Do you guys want to guess or should we just talk about it? Is it too complicated to guess? Why don't we give the answers we would have picked and then we can just talk about it because I think that's easier than trying to. All right. What would you say, Stephen? Let's do think first. What do you think Ohio State football will be in? I think they'll still be in the Big Ten, but just expanded to 16 teams just because I think as fast as some things are moving, we still are a little bit away from the whole top tier blue blood situation. Um, that's just way too fast, even for a decade. But I would hope that's what we get to, where we just break off the power five teams and the group of five can go be something else. And we just take the best of everybody and we figure it out that way, whether it's regions or some other way to figure it out. All right, Nathan, what do you think? What would you vote? What do you think Ohio State will be in 10, 10 years from now? I agree. I think it will be an expanded Big Ten, but maybe really not expanded far beyond what it is now. It might be just closer to a status quo. And and what would you wish? Would you wish Stephen? Stephen kind of likes the the tier blue blood thing, but maybe not in ten years. Do you like that idea, Nathan, of eventually getting to that for football, or do you like conferences with some geographical imprint sticking around? I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the the facial expression I was making a few minutes ago. I did something to my shoulder the other day, raking leaves. I'm an old man. Now, I think officially not as old as Doug, but pretty old. And I think I, I'm just I, I want them to be in the Big Ten. I want the Big Ten to exist. I just want the rest of the Big Ten to start being better. Yeah, I think that was a great segue into your answer. Oh, that he's an old man and he yeah. wants the old man Big Ten yeah. things. I'm going to give you an old man answer. And here's why yeah. it's going to be an old man. answer. <laughs> I was try- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I would vote that they'll be in an expanded Big Ten. And I would hope that they will be in some kind of plan that we came up with an hour ago where it's we break football off and we just try to make divisions and two conferences and just play football and however that works. The texters said, think overwhelmingly, 64% said they think they'll be in the Big Ten, but expanded to 16 teams or more. 31% within the next decade said, they think it'll be conferences won't really exist as we know them. It'll be a tier. That's a third of people think within a decade we'll get to that. And then nothing else of note. 4% Big Ten as it is right now, 14 teams, 1% independent, literally zero votes for the SEC. Do you think they will be in the SEC 10 years from now? Literally from, ah, there's one. We just got one. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of votes. One person. I just updated it. One person voted for that. What do you hope? So the hope is less than the think for the expanded Big Ten. 56% said, I hope they're in an expanded Big Ten 10 years from now. 
24% said, I hope the conferences go away and they'll be in some tier. 15% said, I hope the Big Ten is currently constructed. So actually, the difference there was more people hope it's the Big Ten as it is right now with only 14. 15% hope it's the Big Ten as right now. Only 5% think it will be the Big Ten as currently constructed. So that's still overwhelming. What is it? Over, let's see, think they'll still be in the Big Ten. However it is, is 69% think, and it is 71% hope. So in the end, guys, Nathan, is that what you would have thought? That there just are a lot of people who are old like you, and not all of our texters are old. A lot of them are young. But that the uh, uh, 70% of the Ohio State fan base is in favor of some version of this, which is Ohio State basically running the Big Ten. Yeah, and it's, let's also just not forget, it wasn't that long ago that uh, Michigan State, Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, like some of those have regressed just in these last couple of years. Um, some regressed more than others, but you know what I'm saying? Like the, their national stature has regressed a little bit. I still think there's enough fans who remember that it wasn't that long ago that the Big Ten's esteem was greater even outside Ohio State than it is right now. And there's no reason to think that that isn't something that is attainable. I don't think you want to overreact to the last couple of years and throw the whole conference out um, just based on pure um, aspirations for Ohio State. Nathan, it's still, or Steven, it's still the second best conference, right? I mean, like, that's the thing of this is like all the SEC adding Oklahoma and Texas, they already were number one. And so now they're more number one, but is it nothing the big 10 can do could, could push it to number one. Right. Yeah. No, it's the second best conference already. It's and really, I mean, the sec is just top heavy, which we've said, and it's probably an obvious statement to make. It's just right now because of some regressions in some of the programs, the sec is a little bit louder because the top guys are playing well. And Texas is the brand that it is. So to that point, if you think about, who in the SEC is actually relevant, I would say if you add Oklahoma and Texas, and good and relevant aren't exactly the same thing, although being good certainly affects being relevant. I would say they have eight relevant, eight not relevant. So relevant is Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Florida, Auburn, and Texas A&M. The not very relevant is Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Arkansas, South Carolina, and Missouri. So – Eight out of 16 being nationally relevant is pretty stinking good, but let's not pretend it's 13 out of 16, right? So then if we were going to do it for the Big Ten, and again, relevant is the word I think that is meaningful, sort of like that if you said that team's name and said, hey, they're playing, would a person in another part of the country kind of maybe be interested in watching them or have they heard of them or do they care where they are? How many would we say are in the Big Ten? Ohio State and who else? Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. probably Northwestern. I mean, that's one of those, like, just because they won the Big Ten West two of the last three years, I don't know that that's true. I think I would still put every team, the other, the eight relevant teams in the SEC are all more relevant than Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's almost like Nebraska and Northwestern cancel each other out. Like one is more right. known, but one is actually good. Yeah. And I think again, like Michigan State, like three years ago might have been there, but they're not there now. 
Like and Indiana hasn't done it. One season doesn't make you relevant. So if if the SEC is eight out of sixteen, and the Big Ten is four out of fourteen, that's a big gap. I mean, obviously it is. We're not. What well, we're not. We're not saying here that the Big Ten is as good as the SEC. Like we're not trying to blow smoke. But to the main point, if this pod was about who they should add, who could they add that would increase that number from four? Is the thing right? So, and I don't know that there is anybody. So, if, if West Virginia, but I don't think. I mean, West Virginia, I think, was way below. West right. Virginia would have to step up their game yeah. to to reach Auburn level, who's probably the lowest, or even Texas level. So, um, that's the reality. But I, I would be in favor of getting to that tiered system that we created earlier in the podcast to save uh, college football. I will say, guys, in the end, I am. I think relief is the right word. I think I am relieved that Ohio state fans think this way because the squeaky wheels a little bit like, Oh my God, Ohio state football is dead. Join the sec. I was like, really? Like, is that, is that what people think? And Nathan, it's not, it's not what they really think. I mean, there's some, and I'm not saying that like you're nuts to think that, but I am relieved that people believe Ohio state um, can sort of maintain what it is by staying where it is. Yeah, I think so too, and I, I, I hopefully it means that there are, are enough of our, our fan, our text base, and I, I, I think we've always thought this that there may be people who sit back a little bit and evaluate and aren't going to, like I said before, just sort of overreact. I think it's it's smart to assess the landscape and see how things, um, see where things go, but for the Big Ten or for Ohio State to just have a knee jerk reaction here. Uh, what would they really gain from that? Steven, are you soothed at all by our texters here? Yeah. Every time something crazy happens in the college football world, our texters remind us that they're not idiots. They actually can think things through. And I love that about them. I mean, it is, we end up kissing our, uh, you know, the butts of our, of our textures sometimes, which is just good business. But I, we also, we also mean it, which is like, I think a lot of times, like, again, if you were going to get uh, a focus group, like you would want to get a focus group of like people who kind of like understand the subject matter. Right. And so that's the thing with our text subscribers is like, you guys do understand the subject matter and you care about the subject matter. And so we take that into consideration. And so that overwhelming majority saying, don't join the SEC is uh, is good. Okay. I teased this on the Monday podcast. I'm a little less wound up about it than I was in the moment, but I'm still upset by it. And uh, I'm going to talk about it relatively briefly here at the end of this podcast. It is, uh, and I don't care that it's a one-star review, but it's a review on Apple Podcasts that we got. And so after the first day of Big Ten Media Days, I timed it. I went back and listened to it. For two minutes, I talked about James Franklin, the Penn State coach, talking about that he has a daughter with sickle cell disease and that that is an issue for their family. And that one of the things they did is that James Franklin basically wasn't in the same room with his family for 14 months as they tried to protect her because she has a compromised, uh, has compromised health. And that he was saying, you know what, like, you know, I'm not telling anybody to get the vaccine, but like, that's just a reality for us. And like, you know, if you do get it, you're helping somebody like my daughter. All I did was mostly relay what he said. And at Big Ten Media Days, a lot of, you know, it came up. The coaches were asked about it. The coaches almost across the board said, we're not mandating anything, but we certainly would suggest that you get the vaccine. And I said something at the end. I wrote it down, but I can barely read my handwriting. 
I said something like it's a, hum- it's a human reminder of what we're all dealing with. It's a reality. And anyone who is hesitant, you would help someone like James Franklin's daughter. Uh, and that's a real thing. So I didn't tell anybody to get the vaccine. It was not a political discussion. It was relaying a real life situation about college football and just saying, hey, you know what? It's a reminder to all of us that we don't make decisions that are independent of the world. We're all part of something bigger. And it, it really, it strikes me that if you push back against that, like this is a football podcast. <laughs> like if you don't think that what you do influences those around you or that you're part of something bigger, like football is like the ultimate sporting example of that. If everybody on a football team just did whatever they wanted to do because that's what they want to do, like it wouldn't work. So that you are, you care enough to listen to this podcast and then write a review like this. Again, I spent two minutes on it, relaying what James Franklin said. And I said, it's a reminder to all of us. And if you're hesitant, you know, it's a real thing to think about. You'd be helping out James Franklin's daughter. This is the response. Disgusting ending to 723 pod. I am disgusted at the way this pod ended. Doug trying to tell people what to do with their bodies and and their beliefs is repulsive. And on top, he tries to guilt trip people by using a person's situation that 99.999% of people will never meet. People can choose what they want to do with their bodies, especially healthy people. I have an aunt and cousin who both have cancer who could care less who is vaccinated and who isn't. They allow people to make their own choices and also understand the choice they make by living their lives. Do not let people like DB Doug, I assume that's D-bag Doug, tell you what you should or shouldn't do with yours, pound sand Doug. And I'm not here to like be angry at somebody who is choosing not to get the vaccine. That is not the point of this. But let me tell you, friend, if your reaction to what I said in retelling a story about James Franklin's family situation and a kid with a disease, if that is your reaction, there's a hole in you, man. We all affect each other. And if that is how angry you got, I wasn't preaching at anybody. I wasn't calling out anybody. I was offering a human reminder of a situation that was just talked about. It's relevant because it's a coach in this college football conference. And the idea, so if the fundamental animating idea of your existence is don't tell me what to do, that that is the driving focus of how you live your life. And that if you perceive that anyone is trying to tell you what to do, that you respond this way and call it disgusting. I don't know what to tell you. Like, do you not stop at red lights because you don't want to be told to stop on a red light? Do you not wear pants into the grocery store because nobody can tell you, oh, you got to wear pants to come in this grocery store? I mean, we live with each other every day. And reading that, I don't care about the one star, but like you're disinvited. I'm telling you this, don't listen. Whoever sent that review, this podcast is not for you because on this podcast, it's open to everybody. Who cares about Ohio State sports? It's people to open to people who don't care about Ohio State sports. So I, I have no idea why you would listen. That's the case. There is no political persuasion. There is no gender. There is no race. We've obviously, obviously, anybody who cares about Ohio State football is welcome here. There's one requirement. There's one: a little bit of empathy for your common man. Because guess what? It's a team sport, brother.
So if you're going to react with that level of vitriol about a story about an 11 or 12-year-old kid with a health issue who couldn't see her dad in person for 14 months, and again, he got paid millions of dollars. It was their choice of how they did that. And the idea that like, hey, you know what? Like if you're thinking about this and maybe you haven't done it yet, maybe something like that. And the point is not, are you going to be around James Franklin's daughter? There are people like that in the world. Like, how do you not realize that? And I'm not telling you that means I'm not here to preach that like, and that means you have to do something. But if you don't even think about that, if you don't consider that at all, or more to the point, if the suggestion of thinking about other people makes you that angry and you are that far into don't tell me what to do land, you're disinvited from listening to Buckeye talk. So we don't want you here. We want everybody. But if you have that little empathy for other people in the world, you're disinvited. This is not a political argument. This is not a a discussion about vaccine hesitancy in general. It's none of that. We're not telling you what to do. But man, other people are out there, including 12-year-old kids with health issues. And I'm just, I just said, maybe think about it. And even if you disagree, like, don't get so mad. I, I couldn't believe it. It was the most disappointing review I've ever read of this podcast. I mean, we, we very much try to not talk politics because it's so divisive. And there's something like this should be a sports podcast podcast that like brings people together and lets you have fun and think about stuff. But dude, we're in a pandemic. I don't know what to tell you. And the decisions that we all make affect everybody else. And if it offends you that I reminded you of that, that's not my problem. That is your problem. So don't listen. We don't want you. And if you think it applies to you, I'll go down to zero listeners. I don't care. The the a-holeness of this country right now that somehow it is a is a point of pride to be an a-hole to everybody. How did that become a way to live? And I'm an a-hole. I don't, I don't get it, man. I, I, I could not believe it. We did, we're going to disagree about stuff, but man, you're that mad because I said, maybe think about a sick kid. That's you, man. That's not us. So we're not going to sit here and talk about this stuff that often, but man, if that's wherever your reaction, I just, I just don't know. I don't know what to do with it. So I thought that'd be angrier. I'm just sad. I'm really sad about it. I'm really sad about it. And we don't want you. So don't listen. Everybody else, you're welcome as always. All right. For Nathan and Stephen, I'm Doug. And that was Buckeye Talk. <laughs>